Hi, I'm Shane. And I'm Holly. And this is Don't Be Sorry. Welcome back, Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back. back to the podcast. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. It's 2 p.m. It's 3 p.m. over here. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're chilling. I'm uh, I'm held up in my bed. That's where I record. It's very bougie, and I feel very happy about it. <laughs> you look super cozy. Thank you. Super cozy. I, you know, I strive to be to do as little as possible when I'm doing things that I love. <laughs> I record on a desk that took me uh, five hours to build from Target because I have no sense of direction and um, I, you know, I just, it's very hard for me, but I love my desk now. It's beautiful. Just, you know, every time I look at it, I just think about how fucking dumb I am. But Well, the thought of you building things always makes me think of that tree stump that you started sanding the bark. (laughs) Dude! (laughs) I don't know. I'm sure we've talked about that before, but we just, have not. I don't think so. I think we, we did. We were talking like about it. we were talking about the shelves that you also painted instead of taking the shelves off to paint them individually. <laughs> but I, I really love you. Like, I'm going to make this cool tree stump coffee oh. table end table thing. And you started sanding the bark. And that's like one of my favorite stories. And where does <laughs> where does it live now? Is it out in your backyard? It's at it's at the my old house. Oh, that's because right. I didn't take it with me. I don't know if it's still there, but I hope that it is. <laughs> It's somewhere. I just really love that story. I mean, honestly, when it comes to building stuff, I'm similar, but I just get really frustrated and then I have to walk away. Yeah, I just, you know, it's funny. I've noticed myself like starting things and then like a little bit afterwards, I'm like, Holly, like you could have like had a little bit more brain cells, you know? Well, like also with this fucking, okay, sorry. I just got a ring doorbell. Because oh, yeah. I'm, like, security lady. I, like, you know. Well, and I'm especially fucking... where you live. Yeah. There's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of crackheads, respectfully, singing fucking Rihanna in the middle of the night. There's, <laughs> like, there's so much stuff here. But um, I have my ring doorbell. And it wouldn't go on the side of the door. You know, there's Like a where door a doorbell would normally go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't. I couldn't screw it in. I don't know, like, what the problem was. I even got, like, I got a you know, a drill. I got everything. It's just that maybe the screws were too big. So I was like, okay, let's put it on the door. So then I screw the screws through the fucking door and the screws are popping out on the other side of the door. <laughs> it's so dumb. Straight and I was through. like, S- yeah, I mean, it took me like 30, 40 minutes to like figure out what to do. First of all, that's a long time, but I was so proud of myself when I was done, you know? And then I closed the door and I'm like, Holly, Maybe, oh. did you ever think about putting, like, a wood panel on the back of it so those little Sharpie boys aren't sticking out? That's what I'm thinking. Steven was like, maybe you should put a little picture. And I'm like, what fucking picture would I put on the back of my door? Uh, you know, because it'd have to be tiny. But I was thinking it, too, but it's just ridiculous. You could put, like, a mirror there. A tiny little mirror. A tiny little mirror? Yeah. So, like, but it's, like, right at vagina height. You know, you just do want to check and see how it's doing, how it's going down yeah. there. You know, <laughs> oh this is just a little courtesy check every day before you yeah, leave, just to make sure nothing's yeah. flopping out. Camel you know? toe or no? Exactly. <laughs> Camel oh toe or God. no? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, people that's... are like super into camel toes. I just you know realized, which yeah. is totally cool. It's Moose nice. Knuckle. It's becoming popular now, which is great because we love it. Did you hear what I said? Moose knuckle. Yeah, dude. I 
got these Ugg boots that look just like moose knuckles. Like, really? I was like, ew, they're so, uh, yeah, they're like the little Uggs that are super popular right now. And I ordered them and I got them. And every time I put them on, I'm like, I look like I have moose hooves. Like the way that they, yeah. It's, I'm doing really good. <laughs> Fashion, sweetie, look it up. Yeah, fa- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I got it. Yeah. You got it. I love that. I well, do I do, it. I do like the idea of having a tiny mirror just to check your crotch every day. I, I think do, that that's, yeah. that's on a level of adulting that not many people have mastered yet. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it just adds to the decor. A crotch level I definitely mirror. do be making sure that I don't have a camel toe when I wear my gym clothes, you know, because I'm not trying to be like that. So maybe that would be good for me. So I have like a yeah. level. Just another part of your routine. Yeah. The decor. But anyways, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing? You doing good. There's a lot going on in the world. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world. I, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I have my own things. We'll get into that. We'll get into that um, eventually. But I just want to say, you know, a little bit of an update. Like I said, everybody do your own research and read your own articles and shit. But on the notion of free Palestine, I just want to say that if you guys already don't know, the United States sucks so fucking hard. Um, I read in Time Magazine, I said, Here's a quote from it. it. says, the U.S. vetoed a resolution calling for a ceasefire put forward by the United Arab Emeritus and backed by more than 90 members of state or 90 member states at a meeting in New York City. Compared to the 13 council members votes in favor, the U.S. was the sole veto and the U.K. abstained. And and my note, it says, says the U.S. sucks balls and ass. So holy Jesus yeah. Christ, um, everything seems to be tits up. And I just don't understand why people can't see that what's going on, regardless of your personal political, religious beliefs, whatever the fuck it is, that this is wrong and people need help and children are dying. And that should be enough to step in wherever you can and fucking fix it. And I don't get it. And I but here we go again dude. with the fucking if it's in uh you know if, if you're it's pregnant, not us it's, it's a not, life exactly and if it's like a real child that needs help doesn't matter it's like well, it's this whole, country I mean if we were to talk about the the you know abortion rights in and of itself it's like people are like you know I'm anti-abortion but there's children who need adoption and they go oh I'm never gonna adopt because they're not my children and we're like how the fuck I don't understand it these are kids who are. Yeah dying and need support and people who are helpless and being wiped out left and fucking right and a country who has a lot of dick swinging power is just like no no thanks not my problem like okay cool love that you are a shining example of how to be a fuck ass so i'm i along with obviously many 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 people are dealing with a lot of rage um and then again i will bring up the cognitive dissonance is like dealing with a lot of rage and getting ready for a fucking corporate company christmas party like and i it's like you get there well it's like you have to like you're it's like you have so many there's so many things going on it's like oh it's weird to like enjoy oh my god the yeah, guilt, I feel so fucking guilt. Yeah. The guilt that comes along with just existing and like doing what we have to do to survive in our own right. Like, yeah, I've been through some shit in my life. No, I would never do it again. But like, that's nothing. That's nothing in comparison to what people are having to deal with and how much generational trauma this has, you know, that has been going on for 70 years. Cult, like 
coming into this crazy ash crescendo that involves everybody in the world and like all the kids who are going who will survive this who have to deal with this for the rest of their fucking lives like i can't even imagine i can't even imagine and there are still people who yeah, are with no fucking family members with nothing, nothing 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 and then obviously no support from people who can do things about it like oh my god how can you not feel fucking hopeless and here we are. I mean, I love that we have this podcast, but here we are on a little podcast talking about shit that we're doing in our lives. And it feels like it's a last ditch effort to not lose our fucking minds. Like, yeah, doing the little things. And yeah, I like to paint and I like to make music. And I'm glad that I have a cat and I have a good relationship. And blah, 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 blah. And like, I could talk about that forever. But like, I feel like if I don't talk about that, it's just going to spiral into oblivion. And I know that that's a pretty selfish take on it. But like, holy shit what can we do as people to not lose our fucking minds while all this stuff is happening where you know yes our, us talking about it makes a difference but we need the people who can actually do something do something and it's just like you can scream at the top of your fucking lungs and this could be said about so many political issues but you can scream at the top of your lungs and just watch people not care and it's like okay let's talk about recipes <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't want to diss us because I'm I'm so happy we're doing this. And the, again, this is like making me not go crazy. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, and then what? You know, what? Are, <laughs> I can, yeah. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything that I have. And I hate that it comes into a comparison of everything that's going on because that makes me feel shitty about being grateful. But it's like this endless cycle loop. The only thing that I think people can do to be feel productive is to keep talking about it just keep fucking talking about it even if it's for a second even if you just you know are doing research or reading about it or listening to the firsthand experiences like if you're at least doing that and staying within the know that's so much more than people who can actually change what's going on are doing and like just keep fucking doing it that's all i can say and this is the time where if you haven't cut off family members for being like racist pieces of shit this is the time where you cut off family members. Like, Dude. you should have done it a long time ago, but like, do like cut the fuck it, cut people off. Or, yeah. And I mean, you know, if you, I know that that's so much. Or like so if much, they have different, you know. I know it's so much easier said than done because I get you. Like, it's family is its own thing. But like, I think that what a interesting and powerful opportunity it is to understand where people and yourself stand with stuff like this and I think that it says a lot about a person if they're not first of all not willing to talk about things that make them uncomfortable secondly not willing to share a conversation with people who have different opinions because that's also important having those conversations but being able to talk about it and being able to express your opinion with whatever side you stand on still keeps things in conversation and not talking about it, not talking about things that are going on in the world is like the most damaging fucking thing that we can do as people, as societies, as governments, you know, as countries, whatever it is. Because it's not going away and it's probably just going to get worse. So we need to well, like figure yeah. it the fuck out. Well, and also the, the people who, you know, there's so many people who are not affected by any of this at all emotionally socially um politically you know in their personal environments things like that there's so many people who have the financial means aren't touched by anything that's going on who live in a privileged world who don't have to deal with any kind of social or emotional repercussions from not being involved there are such there's a vast giant group of those kinds of people that exist 
who can help and can make those changes. But even if they didn't, they wouldn't be affected. And it really sucks because things like this bring that out in the woodworks and it gets people talking. But like I'm saying again, do your research, be in the know. Like we're only coming at it from a very specific point of view in our privilege and in our places in the world where we're not under fire and we're not having to worry about the safety of our loved ones all the time. Like this is the time to talk about it. And like, even if you're talking about it with yourself, even if you're talking about it with strangers on the internet, it's good to just understand what the fuck is going on. But to tie it back into this podcast, like I said, this is us trying not to fucking lose it. And like, you know, (laughs) it is hard to transition from like that to what's going on with us. But this, I mean, it's just is like, it is. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, and I'm, all I can say is that, like, I'll talk about it until it doesn't need to be talked about anymore. And that's where I am. (laughs) Like, I could talk about it until I'm blue in the face. But all these other things that are going on in our lives are also still going on. And I I don't think it's bad to be excited about good stuff that's happening uh, amongst all of the shit that's going on. I think it's, there's only so much that you can do for your brain. Um and having that balance is important for mental health one but physical health as well and i know that you know thinking about this stuff over and over and over again while being fairly stagnant you know because i can't i can't go anywhere and drop billions of dollars and go in and rescue i can do what i can but i also have to like keep in mind that if i don't create a balance it's gonna just spiral into what the fuck is happening? This world is shit. And yeah, for, for a lot of parts it is. I think the United States is, I don't even have the appropriate word. I just said the U.S. sucks balls and ass. Again, I will say it again, but that's all I can do. Um, and I will pick up my little paintbrushes and I will watch my TV shows and I will have good conversations with my friends because if I'm able to do that, keep my mind right, and still be able to talk about these topics without losing it, that's what I'm going to do. I've been uh, playing piano a lot, and yeah. it makes me feel good. I, um, you know, all this homeschooling stuff, I haven't been able to go to the gym much, but I finally am getting back on a routine. Um, so I am feeling a little bit better. I just learned um, uh, the Micur song by Killswitch Engage on piano, and I'm very proud of myself. Um, so win for me. Yeah. Uh, very, very proud of myself. That's really good. Yeah, but doing stuff like that, like that shit's important. Regardless oh of whatever's gosh, going on, like it's so good. It's so good for the brain and balance, baby. And I'm glad that you're picking up that piano and I'm sure that that like unlocks a bunch of space in your head to be in your own world and to do something that makes you feel good. And like that shit is so fucking important. So fucking important. I know I've been, this is something for me that's been coming up a lot is that I've been trying to tap into like creativeness because I have a lot of creative abilities. You do. You're very creative. I am very creative and my brain is very fun and open and it's been hard for me. And I think that this has to do with like a lot of fight or flight or survival mode, Mm -hmm. like not being able to, I don't even know where to start opening that door yeah. in my brain like well, it's a whole different, I don't even know how to start it's a whole different environment you know yeah getting getting I'm into like, a place I... where you can like express that and like f- figuring out where to start seems like 
being in the position where you're like, where do I start feels like you're, it's like stage fright. You're like under pressure and your brain's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And for me, I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes that makes me just not want to do it because I've already failed in my brain. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like I'm And also I have that ADHD thing where I'll start something and I won't, yeah, I'll start a bunch of things or I'll start one thing and I'm like, I'm not good at it. Yeah. Like at first. Um, and then I'm like, fuck, I can't, I'm a failure. Like I can't Already. do this, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then I pick something else up and I just have so many ideas, but exactly. I don't want to do them because yep. I am scared. Um, but. And it know, like shuts you nope. off from trying to like yeah. even succeed at it, which is so crazy because the only way you can be good at something is if you try it. I mean, natural talent. if you talent, practice, yeah, just like fucking piano. Like anything. that's what I've been trying to do for, Exactly. Because you, know. you can't, I mean, there are natural people who are naturally born with natural talent and that is what it is. But I also don't think that we should compare ourselves to those people, especially if we have ADHD is because there has to be, it's physical work. Like you just getting your body up and motivated enough to try something that you don't know how to do. Automatically feeling like you failed is so fucking easy. Even if you have all the tools, even if again, the ADHD tax where you like spend a bunch of money on a new hobby and you sit there with all this stuff in front of you and go, okay, I'll try it. And then you tried it once. You're like, well, that was a waste of money because I am the worst person ever in the world. I'm not talented. I'm yeah, not smart. I'm I not do cool. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, I was definitely more creative in my, you know, like, younger years, you know, like, I don't compare, like, I don't compare myself really to other people. Like, I don't feel like envious of things like that, you know, like natural talent or anything, but I did not get the fucking drawing talent. I cannot draw a fucking stick figure. Like, of course I can, but even the smile is always fucked up. Like, I just can't do it. Well, also, but, you're, you're overly critical of what you... Oh, yeah. I'm the <laughs> queen of critic. But um, I did, when I was in eighth grade, I was very proud of myself. I won an award for, like, animation class. And then also I followed that throughout high school. And I was like, if you could have just, like, stuck to something, if you weren't in survival mode constantly, yeah. like, if you were, if you had the fucking time and mental energy to stick to something that you really like like I think that I've that's coming up for a lot for me lately is it like sticking to things yeah trying things getting time to do stuff you know yeah like like carving actually making it a prior priority for yourself y- yeah absolutely also and I was talking to Shane about good. this it will I was talking to Shane about this and I was like I'm at a point where I'm just about to start making, you know, like directing stuff, because that sounds fun. I was like, I'm going to start making redneck perfume commercials and maybe some candles on the side. And I'm sorry, that would be fun. That'd be fun for me. And I don't know, do you have a, I don't know what I would name the sense, but. Well, I mean, but but also it's just like your brain goes a million miles a minute and you have so many ideas for all these things. It's like that also. But that one's pretty good. (laughs) That is pretty good. Yeah. You like stale Bud Light, freshly cut grass. that's a good one. Yeah. They don't cut their grass. Well, lawnmowers, right? No. That's true. You know, corn. Corn. Yeah. Ooh, what would corn scent? A corn candle shaped like a corn cob. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> Gum disease. Oh my god. I'm sorry. What about Whatever, the dude. smell of a sunburn? That's a good one too. What, yeah. Like burnt skin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. But yeah, I feel you when it comes to projects and shit. Like also 
you know, this idea of being so ambitious. And I think that one of the most fucked up parts about having ADHD is like, statistically speaking, I've done so much reading about it. I can't quote my sources. I've just, it's like compounded in my brain. Um, there's so much research done on people with ADHD because there's pattern recognition. You know, I feel like we generally speaking could pick up any project, be very good at it and then throw it away because we're not really interested in it anymore. So like we have the ability, we have the talent. It's all about the dopamine. It's all about the drive and the excitement and the reward from it. Like starting long projects is difficult because you can't see the end product until you've actually done the work. And like, unless you do little things, like that's why some short video games are fun for me. That's why I like playing music. And I'm sure you can agree with this with piano is I can hear exactly what I'm doing as I'm doing it. And I can also hear when it's improving. So my brain goes, yes, you did it. Yes, you did it. Yes, you did it. And it like checks off all these things. Yeah, fucking when I got that song done, I was like, I'm going to fucking come, you know, like, I, was so, <laughs> I was just like, fuck, you know, it's yeah, good. just like ran a fucking marathon, got the fucking gold medal that it's like that instant gratification. But the long projects, dude, like I feel you. And I mean, I remember when I first started picking up tattooing I was so gung-ho about it and then I kind of dropped off because it was like I realized it was so much work and I had to find I had to find the motivation inside of that and understand that this is a pursuing tattooing for me it's going to be a like it's like an extended release Adderall at this point like it will keep giving me that dopamine release every single time I've given someone a tattoo I feel good about it I did something better my skill has improved I added something cool to someone's body you know they really liked it like there was it was just it rewarding but like the setting up of a tattoo the getting ready all of that just feels so laborious and I'm like well, why also, am I doing like this? why you have a fucking full-time job like you know yeah I mean that too maybe <laughs> so, yeah I'm like, like you had that was a lot going on yeah it was a lot going on but like trying to balance that because I knew at the end of the day that like my brain thrives so much so on doing these creative things and also interacting with people like tattooing is a beautiful merriment of all the things that make my brain happy but it's really difficult like you said with having a full-time job and knowing that I have to do that so we can like eat and not be cold <laughs> yeah. so, but I think the one thing that's coming up for me a lot is like it's just I'm my biggest flaw is how self-critical I am it's like it hard, is coming yeah. up in almost every relationship like around me right now like, every aspect of it, all the things yeah like I I don't know I don't know like it's it's coming up a lot and if I wasn't so self-critical like I don't know how to get rid of that because I just I it's insane it just consumes my life because it's such me, an it's such an automatic the second you do something, you have this voice in your head that you fucking did it wrong or like you said the wrong thing or you, you know, you could have done something better or something different. Like it's or like I a... wore the wrong fucking jeans, like the, your fucking this looks weird, like your hair, like it, it's All every it. single thing, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, like some people aren't going to like, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just it's really hard right now. I I'm, don't know why. I went over but that. Everybody's therapy. been telling me to fucking relax well it's hard too because i mean you know i feel like and please correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like from my own experience too is like you can be self-critical to a point where it feels natural and it feels part of your daily and then you you also get so used to being so hard on yourself that when other people recognize it 
you're like, wow, I'm actually doing this a lot more naturally than I thought I was. And now other people are starting to see it, even though you're like, no, this is my day to day. That it's like, which is crazy because if other people know, who I've aren't never, in your, like, yeah, if other people who aren't in your head and aren't like with you side by side 24 seven, if they're also recognizing how you're speaking to yourself and how you're treating yourself, like you sit there and go, shit, maybe, yeah, maybe that's a lot. <laughs> I know. I like, um, I th- it's so crazy to me too, because I am probably the happiest I've ever been like on in all aspects of my life. And I feel like the most beautiful I've ever felt. And I like, you know, I'm like doing things that make me feel good, but I have never been so self-critical in my whole entire life. And nobody's ever like, of course, people have like commented on it in the past, but it's just like full force. And I just, it's coming up a lot. That's all. So I I brought this up in therapy and I I will say it every episode. Therapy is the best thing that's ever happened to, to anything ever. And everybody should have it. If they can, please get it. Um, But I brought this concept up in therapy, too, because I, too, you know, I'm at a very happy part of my life. Like, I'm the most confident I've ever felt. I'm in a healthy relationship. You know, I have a consistent job. We have a good place to live. You know, there's a lot of also good things that are changing and that, that are in the works and stuff. And I brought up to my therapist that it it's becoming increasingly easier to find the flaws in what I'm doing right now. It's easier for me to look. It's like when I look at all the good things that are happening, the, the bad things or what I, what I perceive to be bad about myself or what I'm doing or saying or how I'm acting, <clears throat> those pop up as a lot bigger and a lot brighter because the contrast is so much more positive that when I have a bad well, and thought. And also you have these good things going on. You're like, what? You well, like wait like, so it's the idea of like waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah. my my brain is constantly preparing for me fucking up or something not being stable or something you know a weird wrench being thrown into the mix where i have to on my feet figure out how to fix it and figure out how to not feel unstable like because that contrast is there and it's so wild and my therapist brought up to me she's like so you're confident you have a good relationship you know your living situation's good your work with all of its flaws it's generally pretty okay and she's like why do you think it's so easy for you to find all these bad things to say about yourself and like shitty ways to criticize Like I could be doing more, I could be doing better. I could, you know, I could be looking better, speaking better. You know, I could be smarter. I could be more talented. You know, I could be a better tattooer. Like all this shit. It's the imposter syndrome of it all. I cannot screw fucking screws at the door, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But like stuff like that. I was like, why is it so easy for me to pick that shit out? And she went, with all that being said, really think about it. Like, where does that dialogue come from? She's like, when you're talking to yourself, is it your voice? I said, yeah. She's like, but does it sound like you? And I went, first of all, rude. Yeah. For, I mean, yeah, it's me, motherfucker. And she was like, but who does it sound like? And I said, oh. That is fucked up. Because you, what am- you have, even before saying it, you have the answer in your head, right? Uh, it, it's like... 92% of the time it's me, but that other little percent is very loud. So from for, other people, from, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, and she said, where can you pinpoint it? And I said, I hear it's in my voice. 
and it, but it's not my tonation. It's not how I would speak to other people, which is the other crazy thing. I would never say the things that I say to myself to other people because I don't believe that it's true. It doesn't apply to other people. I'm I'm the exception. Remember we talked about this? Why do, we why, did talk about this, yeah. Why does it make me special? Why am I so special that I get to talk to myself so poorly? But she said, can you put names to the voice in your head? And she's like, because it's not you. She's like, it really, it's not you. I said, it's a culmination of my mom, my grandpa. It's a culmination of people that I went to high school with, uh, teachers who made me feel really, really stupid, um, which, I mean, some of it was warranted. But the thing is, is like, it's this bundle of all of the worst things that I've heard creating their own voice in my head that, that pinpoint and trigger me Anytime I'm critical about myself, it just comes roaring up and it's so loud that I cannot ignore it. Oh, you know, you sounded really stupid today in that meeting. Why are you so fucking dumb? It's like, whoa, dude, uh, I would never say that to another person. Why am I saying that to myself? And they're like, where is that coming from? You really think about it, though, is like, Holly, the amount of times that you're critical to yourself in a day, if you took those snippets of time, combined it into one like good chunk of time it would be hours hours of us just talking it would probably shit. be yeah for why what would like what's the actual point what do we actually gain from that because it's not we're not being critical to ourselves in the hopes of bettering our outcome we're not saying wow i you know i chose the wrong pants or wow i said something stupid it's like, I'm saying that to myself to make me feel shitty, not to be productive and to change the outcome. If I truly think that I'm doing something wrong, I'm not going, hey, you know, maybe what you said today in that meeting probably wasn't the best and probably wasn't the best timing. But next time, maybe think about something like this. Instead, it's like, wow, you're stupid. And there's no resolution. Like all of that time is spent just being shitty to ourselves for zero reason, because that's what we're comfortable in. We're comfortable in not being happy with ourselves and what kind of fucked up shit is that i know it's just like i always struggle with being like i have a problem with not being the best like that's my issue where does that come from if i am not i wish i could tell you You trying to like trying to make people like trying to make my parents like me trying to make other people like me Mm -hmm. and people have always like liked me because they think like you know i have the fat girl funny you know but I don't know. Like, I just constantly, I mean, I'm always questioning, like, am I good enough for this? Like, especially being a mom, like, I am like, am I good enough? Like, am I a good enough mother? Like, I'm just constantly, like, yeah. I constantly have to be the best. And part of me, I think right now, I'm like, well, I don't know if there's something going on with the fucking moon or something. I don't know. But right now, I'm like, in this weird phase where I'm like, yeah, don't, you don't need to be hard on yourself. But also it's like, but if you're not, you won't have a better result. If you're not, if you don't worry about these things, they won't be better. If you, you know, it's like, I'm in this weird phase right now where it's like, it is true. It's not true. It is true. It's not true. Well, I have two questions. But I also have like, you know, bipolar disorder and sometimes it pops up in different ways, you know? Hmm. I have two questions for you. One, when you're when you're saying that you always you know you always want to be the best 
where is the idea of what the best is? What is that? And where is it coming from? And why is that your goal? Why can't what you're doing now be actually the best? I think right now it's like my career is not what I want it to be. I think that I think that I'm very stagnant in my life right now and I'm trying to figure that out and it's not the best. So that is probably flooding into everything else, you know? Yeah. It's like I don't have like a I don't have the career that I want right now. That is shitty, so that is like makes me like I think of it as like a point system in my head. Mm. It's like I don't have a good career right now. I don't know what I want to do anymore. I'm freaking out. So that means that automatically makes me unattractive because I lose points. And then when I feel unattractive because of like outer things, I am like, okay, you're really unattractive. How do we fix this? Go to the gym. I don't see instant results immediately because it takes a long time. It does feel good over time, but it's like, I also haven't been able to go to the gym consistently. That is mentally fucking me up, you know? That was my outlet to make me feel good, to make me motivated to do um, stuff. But I just think of myself as this point system where my, my, like, goodness or my, like, attractiveness or confidence level is based on where I'm at, Mm. you know? It's very, it's a lot. And I should start probably like journaling about when I feel those certain things. But it's like, you know, if Landon is like upset with me or something, I lose points because it's like, oh my God, I'm not being a good mom right now or I'm not whatever. I lose points in everything. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's very complicated. But so I just, you know, I want to reiterate the question though, is like, what do you see as the best? Like, what is the ideal for you? If, if there's a, a threshold to meet, like, what is that? The first thing that comes to mind is, like, I know this sounds cliche, but, like, uh, being able to have what I want. So, like, getting land, building a home, mm. having Landon be, like, you know, happy and comfortable. Yeah. Um, having myself be happy and comfortable, having a career, not even that I fucking love, but that can, like, fully support our needs and what I want, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the best to me is the leading a life where I don't feel like this anymore. And how does that work? You know? Yeah. It's like, here we go back to tie it all in. Where do I start? Yeah. I mean, also like trying to find the balance between like categorizing what you're doing in the meantime, not as not good or not enough because I mean, I'm sure you're going to get there. You're doing the work. You're very consistent. You're very reliable. You're a great mom. Like you have all these things, but I feel like the standard in which you're holding yourself to be, you know, your version of the best is really fucking high because anything that you do that's great is diminished immediately. Hence the self-criticism of like, wow, I'm doing this even though it's great, but it's not good enough. So it just nullifies it. And that place to be is so fucking exhausting, dude. Well, and another thing that's coming up, too, is that this is the first time in my life where I've experienced, like, unconditional love from Steven. I've never experienced that before. So it's It's scary. It's scary, yeah. It's new, and it's Because you're like, what do I do right now? 
Well, and plenty of other people in the past have like, I haven't been attractive enough. I needed to change my fucking tits. Like I shouldn't lose weight so I don't lose my fucking ass. Like there's, there's so many conflicting things that people have said to me that make me feel, I mean, I know that this is a process, but it's also like, what if I'm not attractive enough or hot enough? And it's not that he has ever, ever, ever made me feel like that. But that still but is like my... the residual thoughts that you've experienced. Yeah, like, how do you exactly. let that go when it's like, someone what if who... you meet somebody else that's like is funnier? You know what I mean? Like they're just And hot. that like, comes from it's straight crazy. up. It's trauma. Yeah. I experienced yeah. the exact same thing when I started being with Patty. But it's that like I, I understand like going off what we were talking about before is like that idea of needing to be better because it it like validates the journey that we're on like I fucking feel that super hard and when it comes to kind of self-acceptance in the moment and like trying to get with supporting yourself emotionally like dude when Patty and I first started dating it was hard for me and he's one of the best things that's ever happened to me and it was it was really hard I remember I will laugh about this now, but when it happened, I was like, wow, I'm a fucking asshole. We went to the coast. It was like a month or so or two after we started dating. And we went to the coast and we got like an Airstream and there was a bunch of bunnies and we went in the beach. It was cute. But we went to go to the water and we got out of the car and uh, Patty was like, don't forget your coat. And I was like, "Um, I'm an adult. I'll get my coat if I need it. And I was just such a fucking bitch. And I sat at that moment. It was like knocking at your independence. Exactly. Or like knocking at your. Yeah. Because my brain registered it as you don't think I'm capable enough. You think I'm a child. You don't think that I'm responsible enough to take care of my own goddamn body. And in retrospect, it was so funny. I had to sit with myself and I absolutely 100% apologized for my behavior. But I told him, I was like, look, I'm so sorry. Um, I know that you're getting into what I categorize as a fucking mess after not being in a relationship for a minute and then the last relationship I had it was ended in divorce and it was just one of the most traumatic things I've ever experienced I looked at him and went look I know deep down that you care about me and my you what you said has literally nothing to do with my abilities as a human as an adult as an autonomous person but my brain immediately registered it as an attack. And I said, I'm really sorry. There's a huge learning curve that's happening right now where I'm not, I'm trying to not apply everything that I've learned as a defense mechanism and all of the criticism I got as a human in the last relationship I was in. I'm trying not to apply it to you because it's not fair, one, but it also has nothing to do with you. And that's not fair. It's not fair. And yeah, and that's something that I've been very good at is that like when I get into those like things where I feel like that, I will tell him, you know, that's it's like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like I promise you these are things from but my past that are coming up. And exactly. being able to communicate that has been the most important thing for, you know. And communicating yeah. it is so important and I think the one thing that I had to remind myself at, with is it's not intention. It's the reception of what I'm saying. So I could say like that I could be snappy and could be defensive and it doesn't matter where it's coming from because it still hurt his feelings my intention doesn't change how what I said was received so I have to kind of keep that in check and I mean we're almost four years in we're engaged you know we live together we moved halfway across the country you know we've been through some shit and we both have a lot of trauma in our own rights and he knows all of my shit 
And I, I still have to remind myself that he was not with me during all of the fucked up things that I've experienced in my life. So I have to reiterate them in a way where I try to explain, not explain away and not to justify my behavior, but I try to explain where I'm coming from because there are times where I get very overwhelmed and I have, you know, CPTSD and I get flashbacks sometimes and I have trauma and it is what it is. It's part of living with me. But I have to remind myself that the person that I'm with literally loves me so much that it makes his face want to explode. And like sometimes we'll be driving in the car and he's like, oh, I love you so much. I could just kill us right now. And I'll go with the steering wheel because he's oh just my God, that's so funny. <laughs> but he's just like one of the sweetest people. And like I want to build a life and I want to build a family. And it still sometimes comes down to the fact that he is not anyone that's ever fucked me over. He is someone who's coming at me with love and support and he's trying his best to understand where I am in my life and in my brain. And he knows that I'm working my ass off to try and be better. I love therapy. Say it again. Um, but it's really hard. I completely get you. It's really hard because these things will come up and you'll say something to this person who has nothing to do with the trauma that you've experienced, but they're there and they're touching a vulnerable spot and it's a bruise and it will take forever to fucking heal and you're working and you're trying and it's really fucking hard to not go, I'm reacting this way because of what I've been through, not because of who you are. It's that. I think in, oh, go ahead. No, you could. I was just going to say another thing that I've been thinking about as well as like I know that everybody's situation is different and it's not easy for people to like get out of stuff you know yeah but I feel I mean all of these things that I'm going through right now I know are going to make me grow and they're going yeah. and like I know that this is good and I know that this is something that I have to go through like yeah. I, I know it is these it's emotions transformative. These, everything yeah and I am just thinking about all these people that I know, all these people that I see on, like, the internet and everything about, like, I, it just makes me so sad to think about all these people that have been with these, their partners for a long time that just treated them. Like shit. Weird. Like shit. Or, you know, like, you weren't happy, you weren't fulfilled, you guys yeah. just, like, sat on the couch and nothing like there was no conversation you guys yeah. like didn't talk at all I just I'm finally in a relationship now where I don't feel like that mm -hmm. and I am so glad that I was able to get out of those old relationships and be in the like be in this position now as yeah. much as it sucks and it's very overwhelming I'm very glad that I'm going through this now and I didn't waste my fucking not that people are wasting their time or life but waste my time on being so fucking unhappy oh, i am no, no. so proud of First myself of all, that yes that is a waste of time you think about it and there are these people who spend 10 like 15 fucking 10, 20 feet, years yeah. in relationships that are miserable and i mean when i left my ex one of the first things that i said literally after i got back to my mom's house and i sat on the floor and like it was finalized and it was done i remember i went holy shit i'm so fucking glad i never got pregnant with him 
because I couldn't even imagine all or of that, that time. you like just look past it you know like you like you just were like sat there. you know well that's the thing is that like you were saying this a while ago is that you were so used to people treating you like shit you just normalized it oh yeah because so, I thought that's what I, I thought I thought that's what was supposed to happen I thought that yeah how I was feeling was how I'm supposed to feel and that's how relationships are and that was the the map of oh I'm in the right direction because you know it's fine we can just act like it's not killing me inside and I'm not throwing up every other night because I'm so fucking stressed out that I mean I, I take like, that's I, not how relationships are like no. get out of those if you can like yeah and I if take you can I take and back you're supported I take back what I said about wasting time and I'm sorry if I offended anybody because I, I had a little epiphany right now is I didn't waste my time in that relationship. I'm glad that I ended it when I did, but I learned so much about what the fuck I do not deserve, how I need to treat other people. Cause I know that in that relationship I was projecting on him as well. We left each other. It was a mutually, ex- mutually, um, agreed upon divorce like it was amicable we knew that we weren't good for each other it wasn't going to happen but in that relationship I learned so much about what the fuck I don't want hence why I'm with someone now who is absolutely the fucking opposite of that but I get you it it, some people who are in these relationships and don't think that they deserve more because that's all they know and they have like that shitty self talk because they're like i'm a piece of shit i'm not smart i'm not sexy i'm not funny you know i'm not worth anyone's time and i'm not worth respect like i've felt literally all of those feelings over and over and over and over and over again of course it's it's easy to stay in a place where that's um that that is justified and that is validated because how the fuck are you supposed to leave if that's all you know i get it well and that's the thing too is that like i i think what i think about is like you're going to have, when you are a person that is in a relationship like that, you know, like where there's nothing, there's shitty talk, there's, you know, just crazy shit. No matter what, you're going to have to go through this. Mm. Like you, whether that's like in fucking, you know, 15, 20 years, you're going to have to go through this, get out so you can go through this and then be fucking like 40 and be in a loving relationship if that's what you find. Or just like, even with yourself. Like, yeah, and that's figure the thing, out how to you, love yourself. Yeah, you can't depend. Like, I don't know. I'm at this point where, I mean, I have not been single for like longer than three months since I was like 14. <laughs> but in this relationship, I am learning like the good qualities about me and the best things. Obviously, there's, you know, hard times. But just like if you can just sit with yourself and just not be with those people obviously there's a fucking financial crisis going on and i totally understand but you're gonna have to go through this and i'd rather everybody do it now yeah than wait years of just being unhappy because then you're gonna just feel like even more shit you're gonna feel guilt and sad and whatever but like i thought get out the one thing that i had to bring up because so after this divorce I left the country for six months and I was six months and I was with my family and it was literally the most amazing thing I could have done for my brain um but in the timeline of it all I met my ex when I was 20 and left him when I was 24 we got married when I was 23 we were married for three months and in the three months time it just went to absolute garbage trash shit garbage fire um it was already terrible before then and I thought that this was what I was supposed to do And I'm so glad that I got to cut that off when I was young enough to still feel like I'm in 
my 20s, but old enough to understand that this wasn't serving me. There was a huge chunk of time where I was like, wow, uh, this shit ass relationship took my best years. It took my youth. It took my independence. Um, it took my confidence and it took, you know, anything good that I kind of liked about myself. It was just gone, stolen from me. And I'm glad that I left when I did. I'm glad that I went into therapy when I did and started healing and recovering from all of that trauma because now I'm going to be 30 in a couple of months and I don't feel like my best years were wasted. I feel like my best years are yet to come and I feel like I've met so many amazing people and I have the room in my brain after working through a lot of that trauma to accept that shit. And like, like you said, it's like being in a healthy communication, uh, healthy relationship with good communication. It's like, holy shit, this is really refreshing. And, you know, even if it sounds a little selfish, like this is such an awesome opportunity to get to know myself along with getting to know someone else who's lovely. Like, but we have that space well, in our brains to do it. also somebody that wants to get to know you and that wants to grow with you. Yeah, and loves like, whether and that means that. you grow. Yeah, well, also, like, if you grow, not grow apart as in, like, break up, but grow in different areas, you guys can use. And support That it. person loves you enough to use their things to help you. Yeah. You love them and enough vice to versa. help them. Yeah. Well, you and know? also, too, I really do feel like the, like, for me as well, like, the best years are yet to come. Yeah. But I'm so fucking glad that I had the head on my shoulders that I did to, like, leave. know that things weren't right. Yeah. And that, you know, at a young age, because it's so crazy. I remember being in my last relationship, just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to accept this. Thank you. We were engaged. Accepting we were, it. Yeah. Is and it I was like, I, this is going to be my life forever. Yeah. And I was like, I... I was like, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden I was like, Holly, there's no more, like there's no more that you can do. Um, get out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and it comes, it comes to that, like, it's so weird because I mean, let me know if you experience the same thing, but when I was with my ex as well, like there was always this little voice in my head that was like, this is wrong, but I always shoved it down because I went, no, it'll be better. It'll be fine. I can work through it. I, you know, I've done harder things. It'll be okay. And then that voice just got louder and louder and louder until it was screaming at me every fucking second of the day while I was working, while I was taking a shower, while I was grocery shopping, while I was on the phone with other people. Like my brain was like, you need to get While the you're fuck doing out. things that you enjoy. Yeah. Like all Everything the time. Everything was ruined. Yeah. Because it was this voice in my head was like, you need to fucking leave. This is the worst possible thing for you. And I couldn't ignore it anymore. And it was definitely a day where I snapped. I mean, I told him that I was leaving him a day after we looked at a house to rent and we went through the walkthrough and we were like, oh, this is great. And I was like, you know, no. Well, it was also my birthday and a lot of shit happened on my birthday that I was like, I can't be with you anymore. But it was the day after we walked through this house to rent. And I was like, I'm not going to sign a lease with this person to be committed financially with them any longer. And my brain was like screaming at me. It was like no more responsibilities, no more ties to this person. Do all the paperwork, get the fuck out, go be, you know, get rid of all of your belongings, go live on your mom's fucking living room floor. Like you need to get out because all of that is 10 times better than what you're going through right now. Screaming at my, in my head. Dude, I feel like I should have known. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Looking back, it's like I should have known. In the beginning of our relationship, I was already in my fucking notes app typing out these long ass messages yeah. about how I was hurt and then I didn't like that or whatever. Like, if you start doing that like twice a month, 
twice a week, once a week, you're in your fucking notes app typing up a fucking message that you have to send. Like, get the fuck out. That's the last thing I'll say about it. Yeah, dude. If you're typing in the fucking notes app some crazy stuff, that's when it's not okay. Yeah, (laughs) it will. And yeah, having to defend your emotions, even if it's internal and you don't actually have those conversations with your partner, like, that's hard. Um, But to, to wrap that up too, like you said, it's like, it's nice to be in a place where we have the room to work through those issues with someone who is supportive and wants to see us succeed, who we want to see succeed as well. And we want to be a part of their lives and we want to see them happy and make these memories. And, you know, it's just, it's a really fucking rad contrast to witness in a lifetime. Um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to see you and Steven. I think that it's fucking really nice to, and I met him for the first time. When I, I went know, back to Portland, I met him for the first life, time. Baby. It was so funny. I was like, I felt like we'd been friends for years. I was like, what up, girl? You know, like, yeah, we, I know. We go way back. It's and because we're like the same person. Like, you know, like we, we're just, it's great. Well, and we fucking talk every goddamn day. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about like me and Steven. Like you guys got along oh, yeah. from the get go. Yeah, but you I guys was are like, very yeah, similar. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I know I hear about him all the time. And like, I know that you hear about Patty. And it's just like, I feel like when i met him i was like yeah dude this is fam this is family yeah. and then when exactly. him and patty met patty was oh yeah i love steven we're gonna play disc so golf cute. and we're gonna hang yeah. out <laughs> and he was so excited about it but you know i love that and it's just having the time to just appreciate all the lovely things it's just wonderful and i love it um but i want to segue that you ready for this i know yeah. we don't probably don't have much time left but um i'm currently planning my wedding right now which is wild to think this about this fucking bitch and her goddamn planning i have never like i said it is the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah like it's giant, so good it's yeah. so good i have a giant uh checklist and i've already made our wedding website and i've already done like the guest list and the wedding party and like all of these things and i've made all so many notes and all the shit and the song that we're walking down the aisle to but this is what i'm talking about contrast is the last relationship I was in, when we got married, there was no proposal. He just said to me one day, you know, we're getting married one day. And he was like, if you figure it out, I'll show up and we'll have a good time. And it was a courthouse wedding. And my mom came and then she left with a boyfriend in the middle of dinner because she wanted to go and hang out with him, which was awesome. We love that. But I had to ask him to smile the whole time. We had a giant blowout fight the the like hour after we got married and like went home he made me walk from the courthouse to our house it was just like so shitty and now I'm doing the wedding planning now and I'm making all the checklists and I'm showing Patty the pictures that I found and I'm talking about the music and I'm talking about and the he people. wants to be involved oh yeah we sat down and we made our whole um guest list and I told him what my ideas were and I told him the venue that I wanted and he's super stoked and every time I talk about it my face lines lights up and I'm like so excited about it he'll like put his little hands well his big hands on my face and goes I love you you're so cute and he just like it's such a nice it's such a nice you know it's a nice it's It's such a nice but yeah oh yeah Shane's gonna walk down the aisle to honky tonk padonka donk oh yeah duh (laughs) And then I'm going to... Um, That'd be crazy. And then our first dance is going to be fucking Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I haven't gotten that Yeah, far. I'm expecting... I'm already, like, prepared 100% to follow this checklist 
um, to make sure that that day is perfection for you. Oh my gosh, so, thank you. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great day. Yeah, when but. we move when we move back, I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a team meeting with the people that I have appointed to help, and I'm very excited because everybody. All of my close friends and everybody who knows me, they're all super creative, weird people, and they're all going to fucking come the fuck through. Like, I'm so stoked, dude. I am so excited. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. And I can't wait to see little Lando dancing around on the dance floor. He's going to be the first one on the dance floor and the last one on the dance floor. Hell yeah, dude. I'm very excited about it. But, you know, so do you have anything else? We don't have a what the hell. No, I was going to say, we don't have a what the hell segment this week just because there's so much... There's so much going on. Yeah, but and we, we talk a lot. Send us your stuff, please, if you have one. We do yeah. talk a lot, but God bless. We but we want to, yeah, we want to hear your stories on any of the topics today. Anything you guys want to add. Um, like we said, we want to hear about, you know, your therapy tips, any funny stories, random things, recipes as well. Um, I'm going to see if I can make protein bread this weekend. Elf is, on the shelf ideas. Oh, yes. And elf on the shelf ideas. We still have time for that. Um, oh, my God. I'm doing the, I'm doing that one. Sorry. I just want to say really, really quick. I sent you like I'm eight. doing the what? <laughs> okay. So the one, Sh- Shane sent me this one. It's like. The elf, it's like, is it apple juice or elf pee? (laughs) So I don't know if I told you this, but I'm going to do it tomorrow morning. But for the elf pee quotes, I'm going to put pickle juice (gasps) in. Smart. I'm so I'm gonna record his reaction and I can't wait to send it to you. Oh, I love that it, so much. I'm so excited. Oh shit! Speaking of that, I gotta go move the elf before he gets home. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I love you, but um, yeah. Send us your elf on the shelf recommendations. Anything else? Um, you can send those recommendations to us at don'tbesorrypodcast.com. Um, you can visit our Instagram at don'tbesorrypodcast or email us anything that you want. Check in, say hi, whatever you guys want to talk about at um our gmail account don't be sorry at g- podcast at gmail.com i cannot talk at all today um yeah let us know your thoughts on this episode you can list us listen to us anywhere podcasts exist uh thank you for listening and have a good life bye i don't want to like get into acting but i feel like i could like you know, direct stuff. So what I'm thinking is redneck perfume commercials and the first scent would be wood panel walls.